Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast, the podcast that helps you make your ellipses count. You know, all the little dot dot dots that come after I'm a mom and I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And this week, a mom adjusting to life after college drop off. She's she has flown away, my little birdie. <laughs> She's in Rochester. So exciting. She's in a it's much huge. better place where it is not 104 degrees. Are real. So jealous. <laughs> well, I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, 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 writer, foster child advocate. And this week, trying to remember that I have two high schoolers. I literally keep forgetting that the youngest is in high school. We'll oh be talking gosh. about things. And in my mind, he is mentally still in middle school. But he's a freshman and it doesn't seem real, but it's awesome. Oh, my gosh. They're growing up, our little babies. Oh, and this week we are so excited. Our guest is Emily Hay, and Emily is an, a relentless creator of flexible work opportunities for women since 2010. She lives smack dab in what she has dubbed Work Plus Life Integration Nation, which as a newly employed woman, I am feeling in a very big way. We're going to be talking about you that. Are. But after the early part of her sales career in corporate America, she paved her own way by using social media as her vehicle. And for nine years, Emily has led Hey There Social Media, a business she founded that delivers social media marketing services. Like most women, Emily was challenged by early motherhood, but by staying organized and proactive, she began to revel in the small daily victories that all moms celebrate to get the fulfillment that we all crave, which leads us to living work plus life integration nation which we'll get to in a minute but first welcome we're so glad you're welcome. here thank you hey there ladies it's awesome to be here i like hey we there are, hey there I know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well we're excited you're here we're excited to see you even if it's only virtual we met you briefly at the mom 2.0 summit which so many of our guests we have met that way it's an amazing opportunity if anybody's Lucky thinking me. about going and um, we were so fortunate that we just happened to sit down at the same table where you were I sitting. Know. That was so great. It was fantastic. So uh, we would love if you could share a little more about your bio, kind of an Emily 101 on snapshot of your career in life and how you got to where you are now. Sure. Thank you again, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. I am certainly a mom and dot, 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 a wife, entrepreneur, a small business owner, as you said, you know, relentless creator of flexible job opportunities for women. That is yeah. certainly my thing. Uh, in, in a nutshell, I grew up with two working parents. I feel like I always understood that, that my household economics relied on my mom's income. I also knew that my mom never really appreciated that she had a very rigid work schedule. And so I felt like someday if I could figure out how to have flexibility then I would be doing better for my family than she felt she did. So it really lit that entrepreneurial fire for me. Um, went to school for marketing, got a job in sales, learned a little bit about corporate America. And then it was really becoming a social media freelancer, you know, social media marketing person um, around 2009. That was my entry into the entrepreneurial highway. And fast forward a decade after being a mom and a business owner, 
my company took a pivot just before the pandemic where we really said, okay, we understand how to do this, this social media marketing thing. You know, for small business owners, they are our clients. And what do you know? I got the ability to work flexibly. And so how can I take that and teach it to other women, primarily moms all across the country that are looking for a, a flexible way to work? Awesome. Yeah. And in a nutshell, did that cover it? That really, that really does. (laughs) And social media freelancing is actually how I got back into the workforce a few years ago. It's so funny to think that I was paid to be a social media expert because now there's been so many advancements, even in the past four years that I feel like, ooh, I was a pro back then, but now I'm, I'm still catching up. It's Um, a different landscape. But I was able to do that once my second kiddo started school. So I really love that idea that you say that when you freelance, you don't have a resume gap. Because I felt that way as I was applying for my current job that I'm doing, that you know I feel like it's a gap because I have not had a job where I'm like going into an office or that is a traditional, you know, nine to five mm-hmm. type job. But when I really looked at it on my resume, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this <laughs> this doesn't look so bad. No wonder I feel like I'm ready to do this. So yeah. for some moms that may have some free time now that are considering, you know, the kids are going back to school right now and they're thinking, I want to do something, but I don't quite know what. Can you explain what freelancing means. I think a lot of us think of freelance writers and stuff and don't know what that means as a day-to-day job. So what, can you explain that a little bit? Sure. And that's, that's so wild to hear just how personal it is with you, you know, that it resonates personally, that term. And I think we are at a point where we all know that words do matter. And, um, you know, I, I did a post on LinkedIn not too long ago where I said, okay, so let's unpack this. If you are an entrepreneur you are self-employed. If you are a freelance professional, you are self-employed. So is an entrepreneur the same as a freelancer? If you are a freelancer, do you call yourself an entrepreneur? Just this whole, like, I I was literally asking folks on LinkedIn, like, how would you describe yourself? And even though I have been a self-employed professional for over a decade, I don't think I've ever gotten a conversation with someone when they say, what do you do that I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I just Mm -hmm. felt comfort in, well, I, you know, I, I, I do work freelance, you know, I have a freelance agency, but the funny thing is that that Suzanne Missy is that for the longest time, I never led with freelance. I was, I was scared mm. that it was, you know, inferior, um, or would show that I wasn't a real, you know, air quote, a real entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have over the last, I don't know, six, eight months just enjoyed just doing my own, you know, studying of how people respond to that term. And I do have people say things like, Oh, well, I did think freelance was just photographers or just writers. I prefer consultant. So, and I feel like consultant sits well with a lot of folks that have a strong corporate background and they go out Mm -hmm. on their own and they might not say I'm an entrepreneur. They certainly won't say they're a freelancer, um, but they'll say like, I'm a consultant. And so um, I'm just going through these terms because it's something that for the longest time I really hid and I always worked from home. And as a social media freelance professional, I had a team, but they were contractors. They were also freelancers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I really liked the term a boutique agency. And that's how I would describe, hey, there for the longest time. But now it's, we've got this tailwind, right, of the future of work. And freelancing is no longer just the minority, it's mainstream and businesses are seeing the benefit of freelancing. So I'm really trying to lean into, you know, what it means to freelance. And back to your original point, when you are freelancing, 
you are actively working. You are mm-hmm. not plagued yeah. by that resume gap. I know I'm probably oversimplifying, but freelance work is an active working experience that can really remove that, that stigma. It's, I love that distinction. And I want to talk a little bit also about what are some of the other benefits? So you have this, whatever you call it, if you're mm-hmm. freelancing, what are the benefits this really offers moms who are looking for that flexibility like most of us are? Sure. And that's another reason why I feel like freelance is just a great term. You get that flexibility, you get that professional fulfillment. Hopefully financial gain is also mm-hmm. part of that. So when when you're doing freelance work, I mean, that can that can give you the flexibility of taking on as many or as few projects as you would like. And that can be something where you might tie that to a number of hours per week mm-hmm. that you'd like to work. Or you could tie it to, you know, hey, I'm really looking to make at least X per month. And you don't necessarily say how many clients that equates to or um, hours. I mean, there are certainly projects out there and I feel like we could have a whole episode about this, but just the whole model of billing for uh, a value exchange, not necessarily an an hourly sort of exchange. Um, Mm. So it can give you that flexibility of just amount of time. You can hit certain revenue thresholds. My my business partner and I, we did do an article for Fast Company um, not too long ago where as much of a freelance advocate as I am, there are certainly dangers in telling someone to air quote, you know, just go freelance because it sounds so easy. Like all you need is a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection. You should be earning it like that. (laughs) And it's it's not like that. So the last thing I want to do is just make it sound like it is literally open your laptop and and head to, you know, Upwork and, and you're boom, you're earning all the money you could possibly make. But it is just such an empowering way to start with the skills that you have and then start to see, well, I have a marketing sales background, but I'm seeing a lot of jobs for social media marketers or people that you know, are looking for specific business development roles that are flexible. And then you can, you know, get further into those sorts of specialties. Yeah. As someone who recently was going through a lot of job listings and looking through and seeing what was available out there, I certainly did see a ton of social media, you know, manager type positions out there. So there definitely are roles available. This is something that people are hiring for. But it was kind of interesting to you as you were talking about, you know, setting your own hours and whatever. So I think that's really nice from a flexibility standpoint. But what I have just realized in the past month or so as I'm really getting into the groove of working again, is that freelancing or contracting or whatever we're calling Mm it is really helping one of my quirky personality work personality traits is that I will just give it all like I will just work I will work until like I either my husband drags me away from the computer (laughs) or whatever I just I've learned that about me interviewing coaches over the past three years and identifying what are those work traits that I have that I need to be able to build boundaries around or just even understand and be aware of But I have also discovered that when I have a certain number of hours that I am contracted to work on a client for, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to be working on them for 15 hours. One of my other quirks is that I would never do anything to like waste my client's money or to not be really good stewards of their resources. And so those two things balance off each other so well because I'm like, okay, I have 15 hours. Mm. And it keeps me, the Suzanne me that wants to like work instead 50 hours for them to be like, no, I can't do that because that would go over their budget or whatever the case or not to be the best use of their money. So it's been this really great kind of the bookends of the two sides of Suzanne that could go out of control in a regular way 
full-time job where I'm not really thinking about things on an hour-to-hour basis. And I'm just like, oh, this this is what makes sense. Like if I thought about going back full-time, I think I would be at that risk of I can already feel it where I'd be like, I'll just put one more hour in on this. Mm-hmm. I could I could really, you know, I could really button it up if I put one more hour. Um, so anyway, if you feel yourself or you recognize that you have similar traits, think about the positive side from that aspect as well. I've found it really beneficial. Got it. It gives you some guardrails. I, Just, yes, yeah. and I need them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a great point. I also will say, you know, maybe with the caveat of not, oh, just overextend yourself to the point of, you know, having no boundary. But if as a freelancer, you do go maybe over an hour or you just give it a little extra oomph, I feel like those are the intangibles that keep your clients happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it just shows you're an extra miler. Um, it just, I think, lends itself to having the same clients for a long time. And that's something that I've always, mm-hmm. you know, we really do advocate like it's it, the old adage, like it's harder to get a new customer. Um, than to just keep your current one. So you can be rewarded by being, you know, the extra miler, even within freelance parameters. Yes, yeah, for sure. But I, so as I do know personally now that one of the scary parts of freelancing can be that you are giving up benefits. I did not have any benefits to start with because <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just volunteering my hours away. But especially health insurance, that is a big one. So what? other things aside from the obvious like health insurance should people be thinking of if they are coming from a full-time job where they have all these benefits if they're thinking of streamlining things going freelance that they need to make sure that they're having those conversations with their partner or with themselves and their bank account (laughs) was that look sure sure yeah so i i would say one of the pitfalls of being a freelance professional or again an entrepreneur is it can be a lonely sport I mean, yeah. anytime, you know, you maybe work from home, you know, you, the coffee shop life, all, all of that that's so in vogue and normal right now. Well, that can get tiresome. Yeah. I mean, to, to miss the, the camaraderie, the ability to bounce things off of people, mm-hmm. um, where you offset that is the blessings of 2023 that we live in this virtual world where they're all, there are plenty of online communities. That's one of the things that we have built into our foundation is, is no lonely freelancers. Like it just to be able to talk pricing or how you would handle a situation with a client. I think that's at least worth mentioning because it is so empowering to think, oh, I just need the, the knowledge I have and I can just name my price and I can get right to work. Well, yeah, sometimes it can be quite lonely. That is something to think about. And another nuts and bolts thing that is always hard for me. I really stunk at it when I was having to do it on a regular basis is taxes. So you have to set part of your paycheck aside and you have to pay them at a certain time. So for other moms who are listening and thinking, I'm going to DIY my way through this part of the financial side of it, what do you recommend? Are there resources, groups, books that can help them so that they don't make that mistake of like, whoops, I forgot to pay my taxes or yeah. and whoops, what percent should you hold out? Lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. You, you're, you are certainly bringing up from benefits to, to taxes. I mean, obviously these are important factors that go into being a, being a freelance professional and enjoying it and not feeling like it just isn't worth it to have all of those things. So I am not a tax professional. What I will say is I truly enjoyed learning about fractional CFOs. You know, just the term fractional. I remember going down this rabbit hole on LinkedIn of just looking up, well, I, I, I've had an accountant before. I've, I've even had a bookkeeper before, but I've never had someone help my business in a CFO type role. And so here we are in this, you know, air quotes again, gig economy 
um, where there are there are professionals that you could never afford as a freelance professional to be a CFO um, on your staff, but you can leverage someone that's a fractional professional in that space. I listen to all kinds of podcasts by by tax professionals, and then you find out that they have a bookkeeping business. And again, I'm used to charging monthly retainers and working in that capacity. So it certainly aligns to hire a fellow entrepreneur um, that can offer some of that advice. So I, I hate to disappoint Missy and say that I, I am not your expert, your go-to person on, on the tax <laughs> side of things. Um, but that is that is certainly a prudent thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that I love idea. this term fractional CFO. I've never, sure, yeah. never heard it called oh, that. And, oh, now you'll see it everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> everywhere. And it just brings up a great point. And it's something we talk about a lot. We all need other people, whether it's a coach to help you get going or a professional who knows something more about whatever it is you're trying to do. None of us have all the pieces of every puzzle. Mm-hmm. So there's no shame in reaching out and getting help. And if it's, I don't know how to do the financial side, or I don't know how to structure benefits or what to do if I don't have corporate benefits, like go find somebody who does know. Yeah. Oh, Missy, actually, I needed to really hear that because we are, I mean, <laughs> I am getting paid as not our LLC. Missy and I have an LLC together. She's in my sure. will. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, but my husband and I have, well, he has a couple of LLCs, but we have one that I'm actually getting paid through. So like when I bill mm-hmm. the agency mm-hmm. that I am doing freelance work for or contract work for, I am billing them as Old Ballard Press. And so I'm sure there's all kinds of other implications for that that we're not aware yeah. of from a tax standpoint and whatever. So, yes, yeah, I'm going to tell my husband. He actually um, used to be an accountant when I first met him. <laughs> which okay. Is, uh, he can do that. Which yeah. shocks everybody. He, what has my husband not done? He's amazing. Right. Um, but so he knows a little bit of it. But I think maybe we need to we need to reach out. We need to be vulnerable and ask for help for some of these things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and and I guess the one thing I will say, again, this is I, not to be misconstrued is uh, like sweeping this very important topic under the rug. But as women, I think it's in our nature to what if ourselves to the point that you never get going. Yes. And so oh, I yes. feel like, yeah. So if there is, if you are even interested in taking on one freelance project, do not say to yourself, well, I don't know the tax implications. I don't have an LLC. I don't, what if this, Never mind. I just won't, I won't, Never mind. Mm-hmm. So there's my, my little rallying cry Yes. There. <laughs> because even though I'm doing that for this round, when I was doing uh, freelance work for the social media freelance work several years ago, that was just as Suzanne Kearns, I decided to do it on a Tuesday and I was working on a Wednesday and I've done that too. And, yep. Love yeah, that. And, and everything worked out fine. So yeah, just yeah. driving home that same point. You don't necessarily have to, we just happen to have an LLC. So we're doing it that way. And yeah, right. Which is right. Yeah. Me too. Long time LLC holder here. Yeah. <laughs> Member. Uh, yeah. And also I am lucky that I happen to be freelancing in a field where I have tons of experience in. So I'm doing advertising, marketing stuff again. But for someone who is interested in doing some freelancing in something that maybe is a new field for them, where do they start dipping their toes into that? Do you have any recommendations? Sure. So I, one of the, the ways that I built my business was... <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking ahead. I I looked at a business I wanted to work with and I offered to do their work for free. Like full uh-huh. mic drop where people say, uh, wait, 
we're in this era of charging what we're worth and don't be yeah. taken advantage and don't give away your skills. You got to get started somewhere. And mm -hmm. to be able to do the work, test what I like, test the services I wanted to do, figure out how the client valued those, come up with the price point and ultimately be able to walk away with two things out of it. A darn good testimonial, you know, mm -hmm. something you can put on your website, something you can put as a LinkedIn recommendation, a willingness to refer other prospective clients back to that person. Who cares? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm probably overcompensating to say, who cares if it was a free project? Like you get a lot of intangibles out of that experience. And then the other part is that is a portfolio. I mean, people, I think, get up in their heads about portfolios being really complicated and needing a lot of time to, to make a portfolio project. But that is simply taking what you did and making it visual, whether you throw it into a PowerPoint or you take some screenshots and a Word doc and make it a nice PDF. It's just something to send to that first prospective client mm -hmm. to justify why you're billing them or, or proposing a certain fee. So that would be the, the shortest advice I'd give is do the work you want to do for a duration for the ideal client at no charge in exchange for a testimonial. Oh, I love that idea, <laughs> which I know that is hard because we, especially as writers, like usually get asked yeah, to do things for free away. or for exposure right. or that type of thing. But I think if we kind of flip this idea of like we encourage moms to do volunteer work to help fill their resume and build yeah. those skills. So consider this volunteering for yourself. <laughs> like, Interesting. Or, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that, yeah, as long as you don't like year after year continue along that of course road. That's a, that's a limited <laughs> of amount of time. It is, you do it is a limited yeah. engagement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, and we've seen that happen too, Suzanne, that, and I say we, you know, the, the women that we train that we say, if this is a test client, then give a formal proposal. Give mm -hmm. your price, cross out the fee, say I am waiving it in exchange for, and this mm -hmm. is what I want out of this, and this is what the fee will be after this many weeks or this many months. So having formal parameters around it, no, do not take that as, I, I certainly would never tell someone like, oh, just do it for free as long as that person's happy and Yes. So, but I know the advice, trust me, I, I love empowering women and I never want women to not make what they're worth, but you have to start somewhere. And that can be a good way right. to do it. Right. Well, speaking of building skills, you use the word upskilling a lot. What What is that? What is sure. that? And how do we do it? <laughs> upskilling, such a fancy, fancy, trendy phrase, right? Well, it's actually not that trendy. Um, upskilling is simply acquiring or polishing one's skills. So whether you work at a company and you are going through an upskilling program, like a formal um, training program, or if you are heading to free YouTube and watching some videos on the weekends, you know, learning how to do things on email marketing that you didn't know before. It's it's just acquiring new skills or updating your current skills. And I think that to me, that really makes it less intimidating for a number yeah. of reasons. One, not a huge cost or time investment. Number two, it isn't a long-term commitment. Like I am now mm -hmm. going to study all of these SEO videos with the intent of being an SEO expert forever oh and ever. Amen. Just it's like funny you bring up it's demo. funny you bring up that topic. Even when <laughs> I was at an agency, I was like, thank God we have a department that does SEO. I will never <laughs> SEO does seem like this weird 
<laughs> nebulous thing. And just when you think you've got it, you find a new video or article that's like, now this is what you have to do for SEO. Yes. And just, ah. Oh, okay. So I digress. Sorry. That's, <laughs> no, just, no, one, that's just one of our favorite topics to just not know it's about. It's a hair puller. <laughs> yes, well, it, hair that puller. makes sense. But I mean, think about, I, I mean, I, I, I study so much, you know, with resume gaps and return to work. And so mm-hmm. some of the other prudent advice is if you have a gap in your resume or you're looking to change careers or whatever that might be, show that you have done something in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And if that isn't freelance work, it can be, I've picked up some additional skills. And again, digital era, you can go through LinkedIn learning and get certifications. Like my company offers a certification. There are all kinds of ways to, to show in a formal way that you have obtained new skills. And it again, speaks to what one has spent doing with their time. And I don't know, you know, Suzanne, you talk about being a power volunteer. I mean, I am all for and love this movement of including all of the more air quotes, soft skills, you know, all of the things that one acquires when they do volunteer work. There's, it's not like it doesn't count Mm -hmm. just because you were in a volunteer role. So having that on your, on your resume as well, super useful stuff. Yeah. Especially knowing how to spin it. But I think you bring up a good point because yeah, we were going to say that Moms, unfortunately, usually think about upskilling like the week before they're going to start a job search. <laughs> it's like, or even while they're doing the job search, like, oh, it would have been nice <laughs> if I had done this. So yeah. how can moms then be thinking about that? It's so hard because, you know, we're coming here like Mitzi's got the two in high school. My son, even though he's still in middle school, is pretty self-sufficient. So we we're looking at things through a little bit of a different lens right now is like, oh, sure, I've got this time in my schedule that I could go take this class or you know, look at the LinkedIn video, that type of thing. Yeah. For those ones that still have the littles running around who are maybe trying to fit stuff in between nap times and that type of thing. Do you have any tips of, would it be like those LinkedIn courses? What type of things that they could be doing to start exploring upskilling or learning, even learning about what they want to be learning about? Sure. I mean, again, I, I go back to just dabbling in what you might already have skills in. So if you, you know, maybe you consider yourself a visual person and learning Canva. Like I've seen so many women Mm. just do amazing things with that tool. Before you know it, you learn like, oh, I can make videos on Canva. And then before you know it, you've made enough videos on Canva that you say, well, I just read a job description that talked about someone being a video creator. Like just create video content for a social media account. Yeah. Um, But I, I guess I would just encourage moms of littles and my, mine are seven and nine. So I certainly still feel in the, the little camp, but I totally understand it's not the sleepless night phase. Um, I feel like I have some bandwidth now. Um, right. just, just following your curiosity. And I hear so many women, whether it's, I never thought I had any skills to freelance or I didn't know social media manager was a thing. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know those were things. I didn't know that you could get paid to create content for a brand just like, ad hoc, like get paid per, mm-hmm. per video. So I think just going down those rabbit holes and seeing what other people are, are up to. And then it's a good way to just learn what's out there to see your, like your menu options. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, figure out, okay, well, if I want to be the video creator, what do I need to know how to do? And how can I go teach myself by playing on Canva? Right. Yeah, we love you're, Canva. Canva. You're not so the first fun. person who has recommended Canva as something <laughs> yeah. that people should be spending their time with. Because we've talked about, oh, you can make your Christmas cards with it. You can do birthday totally. invitations with it. But that is how when I was doing the, what was the role? Like the advertising role of our PTA at the elementary school. 
that's when I started playing around with Canva. Mm-hmm. And it is, it was just for this little volunteer role I was doing. But before I knew it, I was, you know, whipping up logos and whipping up other stuff yeah. that we we're doing for my informed parents of Austin group. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did not Good think one. I had a creative, like visual bone in my body, but I was like, oh, okay. Well, it little- makes it with a little so help on Canva, I, yeah. I can do it too. Yeah. yeah. And I started That's doing it the same way through like volunteering. And now I do it all the time and love it. Mm-hmm. Well, love it's it. just a huge part of it. Like it's a, it's a main requirement as a social media manager, right? You're creating content. So to be able to know how to use a tool like Canva, I feel like our episode, our, your episode should be, it should be sponsored by Canva. I but, know it should. Um, I know. Canva. Hello, Canva. We talk yes. about you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you pay for our, our membership? Yes. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about social media management. So, hey, there, social media really focuses on freelancing and social media. But what does that even mean if somebody's listening and they're like, all I know from social media is that sometimes I post a picture of my kids on Instagram. What does this even mean? Thanks, Missy. So that that's it. Let's be honest. We all know how to use social media. It's just becoming confident enough with the skills you have to know that a business will pay you to do that for them. So that's one of the reasons I love social media manager roles, you know, being a freelance social media manager is because you have the opportunity to work with businesses of all sizes. You can work with the smallest business owner that's an author that says, I know I need to be on Instagram. I want to get into this book talk thing on TikTok, but I don't, I don't know where to start. So that could be a really small scope of work for one author where you're helping that author with her two, you know, social networks. Um, mm-hmm. So being a social media manager, you get to work with small businesses. You can subcontract. That I remember was a big, you know, when you think of like your growth, your business growth over the years, that was one of those like big, big jumps from my business mm-hmm. when I learned about subcontracting. And maybe I was too linear with, um, okay, so businesses will hire me, contract me directly. But you mean an agency would contract me to help work on their projects? And this is where I feel like you ladies have, have plenty of experience. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing. That is my yes, life right now. It's such a cool way to work. So uh, you get to work on bigger projects, maybe bigger budget projects. You get to be Great. a member of a team. So, I mean, jump on in with that. But that is something, too, that social media managers are needed to staff, you know, agencies, too. Yeah, I'll do a little pitch for my agency. It's Creative Noggin in San Antonio. And they it was founded by a mom. It has even before COVID, like for the past 10 years, it's all been virtual and people are located all over the country and everybody, you know, makes it work via Zoom. And it's really nice. It's primarily, gosh, is it all women? I think it is. And mostly moms. And, you know, we'll have our little in-out Skype when people are coming in and out and everybody will be like, I got to go pick up my kid at the bus stop. I got to do, 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 do. I'll be right back. And it's just so so nice that there's Uh just this, that's. The energy that the whole company is built around is this understanding that there's dentist appointments, there's pickups, there's sick kids, and and we have right. the flexibility around that. So, I love it. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely. that work life integration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's see. Are we getting close to the, we're getting so close, close to the end. But we have a little bit more time. We do have a little a bit little more time. More. Okay. I love it. I love um, chatting with you, ladies. Thanks. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It's been so much fun. Well, okay. So I do want to, um, for listeners who are thinking that this sounds interesting, but they want to just do a little bit more research for themselves, would love any recommendations that you have there. And then the ones who are ready are like, yeah, I want to jump in and learn more about what Hey There Media, social media has. What are those two things we can help those listeners with? Well, thanks, Suzanne. So we, our website, heytheresocialmedia.com, and it's H-A-Y. Um, that you'll see that we offer two courses. We just launched our our 
upskilling in a box. Um, so this is our light version of our training. We have our signature training that we've been offering for a few years, and that is uh, our more in-depth six-week program. Won't make it a total hey there commercial, but I'm excited about the light version that is literally like just hitting hitting doorsteps after Labor Day. Exciting. Thank you. I mean, training is very intangible, right? And yeah, it's not always yeah. that exciting. <laughs> so we felt like, how can we make it physical and how can we make it something that you know, you can can literally order and, and have set your way. Um, so the, all the details would be there. But I mean, I am happy if more women see the potential in freelance careers and it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. You know, use it to get yourself moving out of a certain season of motherhood. Um, use it as a way to dabble in projects that you were wondering if you would like and then you find out and eh, not so much. But you can't go wrong with social media because of it being such an in-demand field. Mm -hmm. And so even if you use it as, you know, a launch pad into something else or into a more more full-time or a part-time role at a, at a company, I just see, I see it work every day for women. So I'm obviously, a, I'm very biased. <laughs> yeah, um, right, I, I'm but... a pro proponent of it from what I see every day. No, I agree. And yeah. I do encourage people if you're like, oh, sure, that sounds nice, but is there really stuff out there? Go, just go to, what are those websites called? <laughs> <laughs> i finally got a job now i can't remember what? oh like in, indeed, indeed. Like, okay indeed. yeah .com or go to one of those yeah search the listings them. and just see what's out there yeah, yeah. And upwork see. i mean that's a that's a freelance marketplace you know mm -hmm. the mom project we are Rosie. um a prey there are plenty of places to at least start to just see yeah you know, like you mentioned indeed you know where these these opportunities are and how they're described and what they need you to do and remember the classic advice of like don't sit and not apply just because you don't meet all the criteria. Yes. Or yes. if you really don't meet, I mean, because, oh, who did we talk to about that? Briar. It was, it was probably Briar. So like, like you needed like 50% like of the things or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love but it. even if you, yeah. so if you do look at that and you're like, I don't even hit the 50%, you know, I, you're not. Then just, think like a man who would be like, I actually don't know any of this, but I think I should be your CEO. No, but that probably is the point because you don't want to go blow. So you don't want to go blow your first shot out there. So, I mean, yeah. but that does then drive home the point. Then, OK, go do some of the additional training. Go see what hey, yeah. social media has available. If some of those roles sound interesting, but you're like, I can't even do the 50 percent. I'm assuming that hey, their media, social media is going to get you way past the 50 percent so that you Thank are you. ready to actually apply for some of those jobs after. not. And this totally. isn't like a. Uh, now I sound like a commercial. This isn't like a two-year program or anything. I mean, how quickly no. could people really be up and running and, and applying for some jobs after training? We so with our with our core training, our signature, we've had women. It lasts six weeks, but it's um, a very light hourly commitment each week of of learning live on Zoom. We've had women start earning before they finish their six weeks. Um, and again, we talk about portfolio projects. So maybe you start a, a free project and then you start a small paid or you start with a small paid and you move into medium. So um, it's it's certainly something that we see and could talk talk to various examples if anyone's interested. Yeah. And I'm thinking <sighs> about that, Esley, like we're talking about volunteering or doing those free jobs. I'm like, maybe there is because I'm, I'm thinking authors. You used an author as an example before. Mm -hmm. Those are people who notoriously do not have like tons of money flowing for social media stuff. But if you have a favorite <laughs> author none. or a favorite someone that you're like, you know what, that'd be a fun relationship to build and be like, mm -hmm. hey, do you need some help with your social media? I see that you've got a new book coming out or whatever. Let me help you or whatever. I think that could be a really fun way to 
volunteer. You're volunteering for them, but you're volunteering for yourself. You're getting some, you're upskilling. Absolutely. Uh, and then probably building a really interesting relationship with someone that you like. So yeah, I think that's a cool idea. It could be a business. It could be a person. It could be a whatever that go see if they need some help and if they can help you uh, get to that next step. Well, I'm glad that resonates. Thanks, Suzanne. Yeah. Okay. Very exciting. I hope some of our listeners go out there and look into it. But now it is time for Look, Listen, Learns. We're getting close to our hour. So anybody who's new here, we're really excited you're here. We hope you will come back next week and the week after that. Um, and every show, we spend a few minutes just talking about our Look, Listen, Learns. It can be really serious stuff. It can be really goofy stuff. It can be a new lipstick. Just whatever you're doing, learning, thinking about this week, and we don't like our guests to be in the hot seat first. So Suzanne <laughs> is going first. Okay. I I think even though we recorded our last episode like a month ago, <laughs> I think I was I still listening to this same book, The Covenant <laughs> of Water. It's not short. It's not a short book. <laughs> yeah, wait, how many hours did you say it was? 30? Maybe yeah, it made me 30. cry. It's too much. Wow. It's, I mean, it was really funny. It, well, this is another thing. I've been looking at um, pretty much the entire country as we drove from Austin to Rochester to go drop our daughter off at college. Yeah. I was telling my husband, I was like, even if I listened to this book for every minute of this road trip, it would still not be over. <laughs> like, it Way was... to keep yourself motivated, Suzanne. <laughs> right there, right? It was did... too long. No, but I, don't, but I do not want to convey that it was drudgery. I enjoyed this book very much. And every minute I was listening to it, I was looking forward to reading it or listening to it. It was really, really good. It was a very, not to play on the water metaphor, but it, it felt like this nice ride down a river. Like there was never anything that was like too like cliffhanger or dramatic. I mean, there was definitely some, but it was just a nice, beautiful, beautifully written little cruise down a river of, uh, I mean, it was intergenerational. So you get to meet the great grandchildren of the original character that you're introduced to and just see how people's lives kind of mix together and intertwine. And yeah, it was really beautiful. Although be prepared um, as I rolled into the epilogue, is that what's at the end of the book, the epilogue? Mm -hmm. The narrator was actually the author, which I was scared of, but it actually ended up not being too bad. And in the epilogue, he talking about how he's a doctor. So there's a lot of medical procedures, very, very detailed medical oh, procedures within wow. the book. And it goes, it talks a lot about, um, oh, shoot, it's such a big part of the book. How do, am I forgetting? The people who lose like parts of their hands and their feet. Leprosy? Le leprosy. It Ooh. covers, yeah, it, it covers a lot of medical issues around people who have leprosy and procedures around it. And so I was like, how do you know all this stuff? Which I guess he is an actual doctor. And so that was very interesting to hear that perspective. I kind of wish I would have known that before I read it. So um, let's see, look, I looked at the whole country. Learn, I learned <laughs> as I was going across the country. I did not think that this was that weird of a thing. But if you are coming and listening to this podcast because this is how you found me, <laughs> I hope you're not disappointed. So going to college, you need to get your kids. That's well, you don't need to. Those of us who get the things for our kids that are excessive for their dorms room, uh, they have the twin XL beds. And I, you know, dorms are not particularly comfy, I don't think. So yeah. it's like, and she's used to a foam mattress at home. And we weren't about to try to squish it in the car because it would have taken up half of the space in the truck. But in order to ship stuff to the school, I couldn't like ship it 
two months in advance or whatever. So you had to wait till the very last minute, which by then, you know, everybody's going to college. So every twin XL mattress pad in the country is gone. But then right. I did a little bit of math and a king size mattress pad is exactly two twin XLs. Yep. And it's not necessarily twice the cost. So I wasn't even trying to cost, usually I'm doing it because I'm trying to save money. But this time I was just like, this is the only way to That's get what one that exists. Um, so I just went to the parents page for the school and was like, Hey, anybody else want to go in? Anybody else wait until the last week and they're out. And another mom was like, yes, my son needs one, whatever. So drop off. There's just a lot. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces, but we ended up going and getting this giant king size thing that we'd got through Home Depot, picked it up. And, but then the whole trip, I was like, how am I going to cut this thing in half? Because you usually have to use a bread knife. And I know this, I'm a pro because I make tons of these beds for my dogs because they eat their beds a lot. <laughs> so we always use the kids' old mattress pads and, you know, cut them up with a bread knife. And I know that's what you need to use, but I wasn't going to bring it because I could drive it there, but I couldn't fly home with it. And I didn't oh, want to check yeah. my bag. Yeah. So every Applebee's we hit, which was like a hundred on the way there, I, Zoe'd be like, does this knife look serrated enough? Or like, it's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> And put this one in my backpack. I put this one in my backpack. And then every time we go by a Dollar General, I was like, does Dollar General just sell knives? But then I was like, how safe is a Dollar General serrated knife? I don't know. But then, so we happened to be at a Target picking up the 100 things that she needed. And I found they had one last knife. It wasn't even hanging. It was like just laying there on a shelf somewhere. I was like, one knife is meant to be. It's $8. It's perfect. At the same time, I'm getting like texts from that mom. Like, we're driving into town. We've got like a half hour between now and when her son's appointment to check in was. So I was like, well, I'm at the Target. I got a knife. I got a foam mattress. <laughs> I guess now's my moment. And so she's like, I'll meet you at the Target parking lot at this time. And it was like 10 minutes away. So as we were checking out at the Target, I saw that they had a bunch of cardboard boxes that they were taking out to recycling. I was like, hey, could I take a couple of those? And the lady's like, whatever, crazy lady. So I took those out into the parking lot and laid those down so it wouldn't get dirty and then unrolled this giant mattress pad and then proceeded to, well, that was the other thing. When you unroll it, it does not look normal. It's all like mushed oh, in places and whatever. Right. So I was like, which side's top, bottom side? I don't know. So the lady got there and I'm holding the knife. I'm like, I don't know where to make the cut. Like, I don't, it's like a shrinky dink. I was like, I don't know which way is the top and the bottom. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? My son doesn't care. So we just were like, oh, fine. We'll just, we're just going to cut down the middle somewhere. And she like handed me 60 bucks and drove off. And, and I posted a picture of it, like squashed into the trunk. I was like, hey, kids, make a good first impression at college by cutting this thing in half. <laughs> and I mean, I do a hundred dumber things every day but for some reason this one really resonated with people and so it went it viral really did. um that's hilarious it's, it's still going it's like a hundred and gosh who knows <laughs> like, i'm like cuisinart should sponsor that post but it was just really <laughs> fun it's funny to see like the things that catch people's eye or just their right. fancy and that makes them laugh and that they can relate with and I do think it's just that there's just this, such a crazy energy around drop off. And, you know, what do you remember? What can you pack? What do you forget? What does your kid really need? What is like That's over cool. the top umbrella parent or helicopter parenting? And I think this kind of probably covered all of those in one. <laughs> and I, so, I don't know. Over 100,000 views, though. That's incredible. That was a hundred that no, it had millions of views. It had a oh. hundred thousand like likes hearts whatever's 
like I think it's like ninety-six thousand, it. whatever. But <laughs> I mean, at first it got up to when it got up to a thousand, I was like, "That's it! Like this is so exciting! It's so fun!" <laughs> but yeah, the I did take advantage of that. That was my little learn. Like, be ready for those moments because they do. I mean, yeah. I've been posting stuff to Facebook for a decade, and nothing's ever caught on like that. So I popped right in there, and I was like, "I am milking this moment for all it's worth. I have a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> And go on over there. If you think yeah. I was nuts cutting something in the parking lot, just wait till you hear what I do when I'm trying to do a job interview. So, <laughs> so yes, anybody who's come, welcome. We're excited you're here. <laughs> That's right. Pivot this podcast to uh, Mom Hacks, right? Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, so anyway, that's me. What about you, Emily? So, yeah. So, look, I mean, we're coming off of summer. I live in Michigan, and um, we did a lot of, of lake trips. You know, there's so much so much beautiful water around us. It so really we spend a lot is. of time near the water. Um, in fact, I, I feel super spoiled to say you kind of forget about ocean beaches. You just get mm -hmm. used to lake life. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was something I really enjoyed. And I, we do watch a lot of the TV in the winter. So, um, so I feel like this summer we, we kind of dialed back a little bit there. But if I had to choose something I'm watching, I will literally always watch an episode of Shark Tank. I don't care if it's from 2012 or 2023. I will always watch an episode of Shark Tank. There's oh, always lessons to be learned. And I've enjoyed watching it with my children because trying to explain what's going on to them, it's neat to see like where they get interested and where they're just not interested. <laughs> yeah, That's I true. love that. That would be fun with the kids. We haven't yeah. done that. Um, kid. For, oh. for, I know. Now you've got the, the one kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, my listen, I would just, I, I guess I'd give a shout out to whether you do the audio book or read the book, uh, Fair Play. Fair Play oh, by yes, Eve Rodsky. Yes. I mean, I know that was something we connected about at Mom Too. Um, when I had the pleasure of meeting you ladies, that that book really changed changed my life uh, when I read it. And it's it's something that has touched our life in a personal way with my husband and I sharing our story in the Fair Play documentary, which is not just the movie version of the book, um, right. but but something that you can catch on on all the streamings um, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, a very affordable price to check that out, Fair Play. And then learning, I mean, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to share with so many women um, ways that I watch other women learn every single day, really through upskilling and freelance and just again not not looking at it so narrow and saying well I don't have skills to freelance with it's we are living the future of work right now it is unfolding in front of us and so as cliche as it sounds to you know throw away what what you knew before I mean anything kind of goes now like there's so many different ways to work and it's exciting it is yeah, yeah. oh it love it exciting. so exciting thank you for letting me have my there. turn <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and oh, we should link to the actually the we'll link the to the documentary. Play. Yeah, the sure. documentary. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting for sure. Cool, um, Missy. What have you been look, listen, learning? Um, I think that this has already been a look, listen, learn of mine, but I think it was a really pretty long time ago. So maybe we have some new people who don't remember it, and I can't remember. I have no idea when it was. I just feel like I've talked about it before, but um, I am rereading Devotions by Mary Oliver. And it's a compilation, just poems from all of her books. And I just love them so much. I love Mary Oliver. I'm sad that I never met her or knew her. Like, I feel like we would have been good friends. Um, so I love that one. Even if you're not a poetry person, I think she's really accessible poetry and just has a beautiful spirit and a beautiful eye. So if you're just looking for something lovely to read a little bit every day, highly recommend it. And then because we were always on the cutting edge of entertainment, we have just started watching Suits, which I guess has been off the air for many years. Like it's, uh, we never watched it. I 
didn't know anything about it. And it has just been, I guess it's on Netflix now. And when it comes up, like people will start watching things and then it starts just being sort of part of the conversation again. I think that's what has happened. But. Well, I think it is because even Chris brought it up just this week. He's like, oh, the number one Netflix show right now is The Suits. We should check it yes. out. I was like, is that the one with Meghan Markle in it? He's like, oh, it I is. Don't. He's like, I don't think so. It's this <laughs> it new is. show. It's like, no, it's not a new show. So you and are cutting, you're more even... cutting edge than Chris this week. <laughs> right. Well, I can't even <laughs> count the number of people who have said recently that they're watching it. And so finally, just the other day, I looked at Mark and I was like, should we, should we try it? Like. Everyone else and their dog is watching it. So yeah. we've watched exactly one episode, but we really did enjoy it. So I think we're going to keep watching it. And it's got like Ooh. nine seasons. So, well, and since the writers and there's a, the strike going on, no new TV is coming. That's true. And we so do go back in there. Yeah. Okay. Go to the Wayback Machine and find some shows that you missed the first time around. And that's what we're doing now. So, this episode um, brought to you by Suits. <laughs> suits new. and Canva <laughs> and <laughs> Cuisinart. <laughs> So, yeah, and I have kind of a serious learn by the time this episode is out, this will be kind of old news and everyone will know, but I want everybody to go get their mammograms because I got my annual mammogram and there was a spot this year that was not there last year. And that's why you go do them every year. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful that what I have is DCIS. It's ductal carcinoma in situ. Depending on where you read it, some people will be like, that's pre-cancer, not real cancer. My oncologist says this is cancer. It's just cancer that is trapped inside a milk duct and hasn't gone anywhere else yet. So that's why you go get your mammograms, because if I hadn't done it, who knows what it would have done. It's a pretty big spot, and it grew that big in a year, and eventually it can get out of the ducts. And so I'm glad we found it when we did. And... um I'm going to have a mastectomy, so I'm sure we'll have some episodes where we talk about what that is like. Mm. Um, and as we record, I haven't done that yet, but by the time you're listening to this, that will be in the past. And I bet I'm back to business. At least I hope I am. But yeah, go get your mammograms. And if you have questions or fears or want to just want to talk about it, just reach out to me. You can find us on social media and I'd be happy to talk to you about my experience or connect you with other people I've met through this experience and share what I know and what I don't know. There's so much I don't know, but oh, we'll, yes. yeah. every day I'm learning so well, much. Yeah. You've had a crash course on it in the past few weeks. So right. Yeah. It's been a really fast process. Again, this is old news by the time you're listening to it, but it's been fast. It went from, we're now at about a month from my mammogram, my original mammogram. And then it was the callback and a biopsy. And I was one week from biopsy to oncologist. And it has been a really super fast process. And I'm thankful for that because the more time I have, the more I think about it and I just, let's just get it done. And I am fortunate that I think this mastectomy will be my treatment. That's not the case for a lot of women, but I think we will go in, have surgery and hopefully be done. Yes. So, yeah. So go get them squished, see. ladies. Go get them squished. It's go not fun, but go do it. No, it's such a good reminder. I know. I always, it's frustrating when things are awareness months or whatever, because. Well, you know, when this run, well, maybe. Will it be October, October when this is out? It might be. Or close. Clo it'll be late or September. Close. But yes. Yeah. So become pre-aware. Yeah, so almost. Yeah. No matter what month you're listening to this, because some new listener right. may be listening to it in February, make that your awareness month. Just whatever. Right. Yeah. Make sure you're yeah. on your schedule. Yeah. And just go. Talk to your doctor and get it scheduled in some places. Yeah. Some places I think will allow you to self-schedule. 
I don't know all the laws. I don't understand all the insurance. I am learning, but I think that you can self-schedule and say, I just want my annual mammogram and go do it now. Yes. And you have inspired me to, um, even though I am on schedule with my mammogram, I am way behind on my colonoscopy, which that is where, Mm -hmm. that's where Suzanne has her problems. And I'm, I'm supposed to be on a more aggressive schedule of doing that. So. All right. Get it done. I'm getting it done. You've inspired me. Talk about not fun. The colonoscopy is not fun, but get that done too. <laughs> but I always treat myself to a donut afterwards. So that makes it kind of fun. Right. And a really rocking nap. Yes. Like, that's that a is great nap afterwards. My like, favorite. I just do nothing that day because I'm kind of lala. Yes. My favorite 10 seconds of life is that, like when they have you do the countdown, that little twilight, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's not even 10 seconds because you're like 10, No, nine, it's like two goodbye. seconds, but it's, it's like the best margarita you've ever had. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to look for the silver linings. There's your we silver do. lining. We look for the silver linings where we can find them. Well, I'm yeah. so grateful you shared your story so that other people yeah. um, can can realize how important it is and that it can impact anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Get, yeah. yeah. Might get screw special. up a month or two of your life, but you'll be glad you got it done. Hey, get some get some rest and relaxation and heal and take care of yourself. And so yeah, I do sure. think we did have some episodes pre-recorded. We might end up with a little bit of a bonus summer gap there sometime in September, yeah, October, depending on things yet. roll. But yeah, so just know yeah. that we're not By going away. We're just taking a you're pause. You're listening to, to this. Heal. Yeah, we will. We'll have announced like what it's going to look like, I think, by the time this episode runs. Yeah. Um, Your episodes are very binge friendly, ladies. I feel like I listen to them in batches. So, oh, good. So thank good. you for doing all this work for us <laughs> listeners. I'm a listener, too. Oh, <laughs> thank you well, for listening. Thank you. And yeah, we are so excited. Just doing freelance work is what helped fill up my resume so that I could get this freelancing gig that I have now between doing the work for myself to be able to be in a place where I can do this job. So that is great. Mm-hmm. Keeping my skills fresh and being ready to do that. But then also doing the work of listening to these episodes and listening to all the coaches that we've talked to over the past three years has gotten me into the place to know exactly what role I was looking for and being really confident that like, yes, this is whether it's with this agency or another agency or whatever that ends up being in the future, this is a really great mix for me. So yeah, learn about yourself and then learn about how things like Hey There Social Media and other places can help you get the skills that you need to whatever it is that you want to take on your next chapter. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. It's been so fun. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So nice to see see you again. Whenever that is, we'll see. What is that? Whenever, whenever, that, whenever is. that is. I can't yeah. wait to listen. Yes, I'll be listening to more episodes and, and we'll think ahead to next year's conference, conference meetup. <laughs> can't right. wait. All right. Well, thank All you right. so Have much. Have a great Appreciate afternoon. It. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks, Missy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A and D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. 
Now go out there and make your ellipses count. <laughs>